Welcome to Our Thoughts On, a podcast where we express our thoughts on music, the industry, and everything in between. We're your hosts, Ali McSwain and Michael Gonzalez. We're happy to have you here. Enjoy the podcast. All right. Well, welcome, ladies and gentlemen. You heard that lovely intro. Now, we're going to be talking about, well, Ali, why don't you talk about what we're going to be talking about today? Well, today we're going to be talking about songwriting. Um, Say for an artist starting out like in the industry, they start by writing their own songs. So, all right. So, um, not not much of you know, but Ali McSwain actually is a a produced artist. She's also a a well, a really well producer, and she she has a couple songs on Spotify. Actually, last week, uh, a single was released or an album? Yeah, uh, on the 24th, actually. I can't remember if it was this week or last week. I think it was last week. It's all a blur. But um, I released my first single called Home, which you can check out on all the streaming platforms. Um, It's a song that, like, means a lot to me. Um, it's about like being content with who you are. Um, I know a lot of people listen to it and they think, oh, that's just another love song, but it's like, take a second, listen to it, you know, (laughs) listen to it again. And then you'll start to see like, there's more to it, you know? Um, but honestly, at the end of the day, it's like, if you write a song and someone sees it a certain way and they can relate to it, that's all that really matters. It's like, if you see it as a love song, then you see it as a love song, you know, it doesn't really affect me in that way that's one of the great final things about the songwriting process right yeah um definitely um you bring in so many perspectives to not only like that's the beauty of writing songs with more than one person which i aim to do in the future um you bring in so many perspectives but at the end of the songwriting process um there's also many perspectives that are involved with the listening process. So um, it's very interesting in that aspect um, because it's like one person may see it one way and then another person may see it a completely different way. So, Well, I just want to say congratulations on your single being released last week. Well, thank you. And now, obviously, you made a couple more than just that song. And this whole process of writing music must come to you. Would it come to you easily now, or does it come better with practice? I would say it comes better with practice, um, just because I started writing songs when I was, like, in sixth grade. Mm. And, like, there's about a pile of paper about a mountain high in my room. Mm. And it's, like, there's so many, like pieces of paper that only are like halfway filled out and it's like it had potential (laughs) but um you know uh, it's like they all just don't fit you know you just find something that works and you go with it and I've found that like if I start writing and I really like it I can normally tell if it's gonna make it past the like one hour stage versus the mm. two week stage. You know what I mean? And I know you write your own songs as well, right? I do. I yeah. do actually. And um, for, for my inspiration for writing, I, I look at the, the greats. So um, I'm really into the Beatles. So I'm really into like, that's like one of the like keystones, like templates of like songwriting, especially these two duos of Paul McCartney and John Lennon. 
And there was interviews, actually, that I've seen that were about people interviewing Paul McCartney. So how would the whole songwriting process go? And he would say that sometimes the, um, he, the words come to, me, to him, the lyrics, and then, the harm, like, and then all the chords come in, and sometimes it's the other way around. So which I, for me, what I got from that is that it doesn't matter where you start out from. It just matters where you finish. And as long as you have a clear idea of what you're going for, just take a step into the unknown. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, when I was younger, like, I know, like, you know, in English class, like, at that last bit of the semester when you would get into poetry and yeah. all the kids would be like, uh, poetry. But I would mm-hmm. be like, yes, poetry and haikus. Mm-hmm. I love this. Um, it's just, like, we all have, like, our talents and where we shine through. And it was, like, poetry is one of them. And, like, I was really able to apply that to songwriting. So, um, I would say that, like, I would, I sometimes do, like, the music first. Like, sometimes I get a melody in my head and I love mm. it. But most of the time, it's just poetry and it's imagery and it's, like, you know, I see something and, you know, I love, like, just analogies and alliteration and all that nerdy stuff, you know? Yeah, um, I, I see what you mean. For for me, it's just like um, if you have an image in your head of yeah. what you want to do, if you have a vision, a vision of where this might be going, mm-hmm. go for it. Um, yeah, take risks. And if you don't like it, you ju- you you'll just play it, you'll just play around with some maybe some structure chords, not not like a chords you like it. If you have not permanent chords, maybe if you have like some words you really want to try out with some music in the background. You, you just experiment, but as long as you take that step forward and try and take risks, yeah, that's that's just the fundamentals before even starting to songwrite. If you have, if you have the passion to create something, do this whole songwriting. Uh, honestly, we, we can just do a whole podcast about like the passionate, the passion of people that really want to create something, not just music, yeah. but in this case, if you really want to create something beautiful, that's been honestly testing this testing um been what's holding the stand of time just create music is something that never changes so take a shot take a stab at it um who knows you might be the next mozart who knows you might just be a person that performs in in open mic nights and that's totally fine because you have a way of expressing yourself you have a way of coming to terms with things that are are important to you and this is why why people create things this is why people create statues why people create uh posters graphic designs and in this case this is why people create uh songs the whole songwriting process yeah um and i think like my perspective on that is just like a little different just because like when i when i was growing up like music was the was a way to escape like I I'm gonna sound really cliche but like I wasn't the kid that fit in in high school like every other (laughs) musician Mm. but uh, I was that nerdy band kid that like loved to play marimba and you know double stick technique yeah (laughs) exactly um but it's like uh not not every like I see what you're saying like people do have the passion to create and that's lovely like don't don't 
lose that flame. Yeah. But, like, also, if you just want to, like, not deal with the worries of today, you know, just mm. play, you know, just sing, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't have to be something great. Like you're going to create crappy stuff. Like Definitely. it's going to happen. Like I remember like when I, um, when I, like I was first starting out <laughs> in junior high, I did not have perfect pitch I probably had the opposite like Mm. I was probably tone deaf I don't know but it was just me playing piano and I would think I was singing um someone like you by Adele Mm. and um and because my dad had told me at one point that I sounded like Adele and I was just like thanks dad (laughs) but you shouldn't have told me that when I was 12 years old (laughs) you know what I mean and like I uh I showed my friend and uh she's like this is awful and I swear like yeah I was heartbroken Damn. and like uh, but like you know it's it's people that like that that like inspire you to do better it's people course, like that that like um make or break you and it's like I'm not coming from like you know a standpoint of that I've made it or whatever I'm coming from a standpoint of I, I'm I'm about to graduate college and I haven't given up on my passion yet, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and I, there's going to be a lot of people that are going to see past your, you know, your strive to create and they're going to, you know, try to cut you down and just like be awful people because some people just don't believe you know, in the arts or songwriting. Some people just think it's all about money and it's all about fame or it's all about, you know, fill in the blank. But if it's your way to escape and it's your way to, you know, get rid of the stress, do it, you know. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, especially nowadays where... I, I know what you're, where, where you're coming from, like, the, especially nowadays where... Money runs the whole world, especially in the music industry. They just want to like make money, but don't get get us wrong. The invisible before it used to be fifty fifty. One for the half of it, of the industry would be for the money. The other half would be for the artistic creativity, and and that would be the push of the music industry. But nowadays, the the creativity is in a way the thing that is really rare to have, and it's. And, but it's not to be discouraged because at the end of the day, it's, if it wasn't for these great creative aspects of things in the music industry, there wouldn't be a music industry. There wouldn't be any money for the people who, for them to receive it. Mm -hmm. Uh, So in other words, yeah. Yeah. Please don't give up on, especially on creating something that is not, it's really hard to find nowadays, especially, especially in, in today's music world. So, yeah. Yeah, um, and I feel like the song pro- writing process is something that's like overlooked. Like yes. not, yes. like not completely. But we love to listen to to you know like the Billie Eilishes of today, or you know the people that like break the borders of you know whatever. Um, congrats to her, by the way, four Grammys, five, I Mm. think five Grammys. That's Mm. incredible. Um, but like what we don't see is them in their bedroom for like 
hours at a time. That's true. You know, all we see is her up there on stage saying her speech. Mm-hmm. You know, um, we don't we don't see her struggling to find, you know, what should I say here? What should I do here? It's like these words aren't coming to me, you know, but it's just it's like what if Billie Eilish, you know, listened to the people that said your song's not going to make it? You know what I mean? Yeah. What if Billie Eilish was like, oh, maybe I'm not good enough. And it's just like the songwriting process is such a hard process to go through. And it's like, but once it happens, it happens and it can be a beautiful thing. So, So what would be a good way to start the whole songwriting process? Well, I would say start singing or start playing but have something in your head i know that sounds weird but like just like if there's a political issue going on you know start writing about that if there's something going on you know at home start writing about that if there's you know something going on within you know your outside family start writing about that start writing about things that really matter to you and it's like you don't have to say, you know, exactly what's going on. You know, you don't have to, you know, state it obviously. But like, tr- I, I try, I love like making um, analogies in my music. It's like you listen to it, and it's like, um, uh, what am I trying to think of? Mm. Uh, I don't know. Like a song that has an underlying meaning. You know, I'm trying to think of an example. But it's like you got I I um I love songs that you have to listen to three or four times to understand the meaning. Um, but honestly, uh, the main what I'm trying to get at is that if you have an idea in your head and you have something that you're passionate about, just start writing, you know, mm-hmm. lyrics or music. Just, you know, because if you're going to like <laughs> try to be like a wannabe you know Billie Eilish for example if you are gonna try to be a wannabe you know Beatles or whoever um it's not gonna work out you know you gotta you gotta be yourself original yeah you gotta be original and we're talking about this in management it's like the people that set the paradigms you know the people that you know start a new thing at first aren't liked the innovators aren't liked. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, At yeah. first, the, people don't like the people that start new things, that start doing new things. But it's like, once it happens, it happens. And I know that I said that before, but it's like, mm. once you once you get it right, you know, it's like, maybe I should start, you know, listening to this person. And then that's how, you know, that's how it happens. I mean, don't... Also, there are some examples of artists that, essentially did copy the formula. Yeah. But, and it's totally fine, but, like, it's the people that are in individuals that really make a difference in, especially make a, a brand, make make their own brand for themselves and makes, becomes the influencers, becomes a movement of change. Because, you, you know that Greta Van Fleet band? I don't. I'm sorry. So, uh, have you ever heard Led Zeppelin? Yeah. It's exactly that. Yeah. And they consider themselves the Led Zeppelin of this modern modern day. 
It's because they're when they do their songwriting styles, it sounds a it has the same theme, same style, and um, essentially not not to mention that the singer does sound exact exactly like Robert Plant from Led Zeppelin. The the lyrics could be perceived as it was the same kind of written in the same style in the same time period as it was back in the sixties. Yeah. So it's kind of cool because it's kind of like a time travel shift, but not really because it's still in a way copying them, but not really copying them. It's a, it's a weird expression, a weird way to talk about that. What happened? <laughs> Are you okay? Yeah, I think it's fine. Okay. All yeah, right. I mean, like, I, I don't know. If you want to do that, that's cool too, but... Yeah, that's true. Just, I don't know, create music, do what you want to do. But I feel like the people that have really influenced me are the people that, like, are fully themselves. Of course. Are fully, like... Did you ever watch um, Hmm. America's Got Talent with Grace Vanderwall? I have. Oh, my gosh. Like, I remember, like, I, I must have been, like, I don't know freshman sophomore in college and i watched her and i was like this is exciting this is new but it's literally just a 12 year old with a ukulele yeah you know what i mean i was like she's just she's like you know crossing boundaries that you know it's new yeah it's new um she wrote a song about clay i don't know if you listen to it i haven't i believe but um she talked about how She's not Clay. Like, she was like, I'm I'm not going to sing, but she said, I'm not Clay. As in, like. Not following the template? Yeah, you're not going to mold me into what you want me to be. Mm, I like that. That's um, pretty cool. Yeah. That's big words for a 12-year-old. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, whoa. Um, My brother's 12. <laughs> Ali does his sit around Eat Doritos playing Nintendo Switch. <laughs> wow, Grace Man. <laughs> on American Got Talent. Oh, man. I mean, it, I don't. I mean, people like hit their breakthroughs at different ages. Oh, yeah, so it's like, you never know. Yeah. Like, we were talking about this in music history. It was like we were comparing the lives of Mozart and um, Haydn. And, um, Mozart was a child prodigy. Yeah. And uh, Haydn didn't get his start. He didn't write his first symphony until his late 20s. Mm. You know? But it's like we always assume that people in that time era, in the classical era, that, like, you know, they're they're always, like, you know, they're born like that, you know? Yeah. But, like, Haydn is a prime example of it's never too late. You know, if if you're if you have a passion and you're influenced by something and you have a gift, then pursue it. You know, um, and <clears throat> I I don't know. I mean, that ties into songwriting too, because they wrote they wrote pieces. They didn't write songs, but mm. you know. But um, yeah. Another component in songwriting that's really important mm-hmm. is styles. Yeah. And theme. Yeah, um, which is a hard thing for me mm. because I like 
over the course of being a musician, I've been influenced by so many styles. Yeah. So many. Like, I remember going to jazz concerts and being like, whoa, (laughs) you know, like, Mm. this is new. This is exciting. And then, like, you never know, like, what you're going to be influenced by because, like, you'll write a song and then you'll listen to something from, like, five or seven years back Mm. and you're like, that sounds just like that song that I listened to in Mm. junior high. Yeah. You know what I mean? But it's just your brain. It's like the... um, my professor loves to say, like, nothing's new, nothing's ever new, you know, mm. which, you know, I agree with to, you know, an extent. But I feel like we're in such a weird era. Like, you know, not, the last new thing, the last new paradigm was probably the iPhone. Do you agree? Like the smartphone kind of like. Yeah. Yeah. I'd say so. That's pretty up to date. Yeah, but it's been like 13 years. Maybe streaming? Yeah. Or does that coincide with the iPhone functions? Um, I think streaming's like always been around, but it's yeah. just like it's been hyped up, you know. Okay, then yeah, probably iPhone. But like an innovator that com- came in and like created something new that will change the world. You know, so like when we tying that back into styles and stuff, um, I, I want to say that like a new style will be created, you know, something new will happen, but it's like when you're writing songs, you could probably almost always go back to one style, you know, or one or two styles, you know, like when I, when I wrote my song home, I was asking people, I was like, what style is this? Because I have no idea. You know what I mean? But almost everyone was like indie, indie pop. And I was like, okay, I can see that. But I don't know. I like to say that I have my own unique style, but it's like, do I really? You know what I mean? Yeah, no. Um, <clears throat> I'd say um, another important thing about uh, songwriting is um, the... Would you say, like, the way your words play out, um, the smoothness of it, um, how it, like, how it sort of, like, flows? Yeah. Rhyming scheme is a biggie. Mm. Um, Because, to me, like, if I listen to a song and it doesn't rhyme, I kind of, like, it bothers me. Does it? Yeah. Does it to you? Uh, The thing is, I never heard a song that hasn't bothered Hasn't rhymed, so... Uh, they're out there, Michael. Thank God I haven't found them. <laughs> <laughs> Yikes. Um, but people do that on purpose, and they think it sounds okay. So uh, Maybe that's just their style. Yeah, but I think you and I, we both are very, like, Beatles-esque, where, like, oh, yeah. almost rock. everything rhymes, you that's know? True. And it feels right. Um, Freddie Mercury, uh... You see a lot of songs of his rhyme, um, especially during those times where everything was like rock and roll, or yeah, uh, uh, people were just getting to the electric guitar. People needed the foundation for that, something catchy, especially mm-hmm. during the '50s. Um, for example, uh, Elvis Presley, his songs were easy for people at that time to sing along to because they rhymed. 
Yeah. Um, for example, Hound Dog. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to sing, but the lyrics are, you ain't nothing but a hound dog crying all the time. You ain't nothing but a hound dog crying all the time. You ain't never caught a, catch a rabbit, and you ain't no friend of mine. Yeah. You see the rhymes? It, yeah. They, they flow, and it's... He only has like a couple of verses, so when people hear that song at, at clubs or, or parties, that they can sing along, dance. To, so they can dance, and while they're dancing, they can sing along to it. It not only shows that it's for the public, and it, I'd say that because it rhymed and it was easy to memorize, it also helped boost Elvis's um, career because it was so catchy. The yeah. Rhymes. I think the key is, like, getting something that stays in someone's head. Yeah. You know, and then it's like, oh, I got to play that song because it's in my head. And it's like, I'm the type of person that if I really love a song, I will play it over and over and over again until until my mom's like, you really like that song, don't you? And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> uh, duh. <laughs> like, uh, for example, Dolly Parton's 9 to 5. Yeah. I hadn't like I hadn't really heard of that song until to be honest till TikTok came around. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I know. <laughs> Yikes. Um you know those things that like you find out when you're older and then you're like you wish you saw, heard it earlier. Yeah. Yeah. It's like so big too. It's like this is like the biggest, you know, one of Dolly Parton's biggest songs and I'm you know, all I know of Dolly Parton is you know, Jolene, and that she was the original writer of I Will Always Love You. Yeah. That's all I really knew about Dolly Parton. And then 9 to 5, and I was like, ah, you know. But And if you look into the lyrics of 9 to 5, they're not only r- the rhymes are great, but because the rhymes are great, it makes it catchy. It, makes, yeah. it stays on, on the person's head. Is that, mm-hmm. what I'm, is that what I'm assuming happened to you? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was working nine to five. What a way to make a living. Working nine to five. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Working no giving. You know, whatever that is. But, yeah. And plus it's relatable. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's like, I work at Publix. I know what she means. You know, working that customer service life. It's like, yeah, that's relatable. I mean, it, it when when it comes to songwriting, it's not a priority, but if it's relatable, yeah. it's pretty. It's it, it's always going to be in your favor. And for yeah. ex- I just have a random question, Allie. Yeah. When when you write your songs and you're you're completely done with the whole uh, producing side of things, mm-hmm. and it's a song you like, would you sometimes listen to over and over in your? Uh, I so I I experienced this for the first time. I finished home, mm-hmm. and I I reached a point to where I didn't like it. <laughs> like, I released it at that point, too. And I was like, ah, I got to release it, and I don't want to listen to it anymore. I was like, that's a bummer. But it's like, I know later down in the li- line, I'm going to like it again because I fell in love with it, you know? But, like, right, right at that moment in my lifetime, I was like, I'm so done with listening to the song. You know, I was like, uh, but, but I was like, I worked hard on this and I know it's good. It's like, just because I don't like it now doesn't mean I don't appreciate it. And I worked a lot hard on it. So like, and it was so annoying. Cause I was like, I wish I would just like love it the first time. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. but 
it didn't happen that way. But I'm hoping, like, when, you know, when I release further mu- music in the future, it's like, you know, I, you know, I will play it over and over in my car because yeah. I love it. Um, but I, so I took a break from listening to home. Like, I took about, like, a three, three-day break because I was like, I'm done. And I listened to it last night, actually, and I was like, I actually, like, like the song, you know? Mm. And uh, it's such a confusing, like, process, the songwriting process. Because it's like, you'll release it, and then random people, like, people I hadn't talked to in a long time were messaging me, and they were like, I love the song, I love the song. And I was like, wow, (laughs) I'm glad you do, because right now (laughs) it's getting annoying. (laughs) Um, No, but, like, that really helps you. You know, it's like, oh, oh, okay. You know, people do like it, you know. Mm. It is good. And it's like, I had that thought. And I had that opinion when I first, or when I first worked on it. And up until a week ago, it's like I had that thought. But, um, but it's just, it's just like any other song, you know. It's like, you could be listening to, um, what's that song by the, I don't know. There's a couple of songs by the Beatles that like are kind of overplayed. Yeah. You know. Let it be. Hey yeah. Jude. Yeah. Like, you know, when I first listened to Hey Jude, I was like, wow, this is amazing. But it's just like if I keep listening to yeah. it over and over and over again, it's like it's gonna uh, ruin the first time you listen to it. Yeah, exactly. That that must be one of the hard things about when you produce your own song. You have to listen over and over again. Yeah. So eventually, as I'm guessing that's what happened with you. Yeah. Um, it just, it's sort of like, that's, if you, it could be with any song, like what you said earlier, but in this case, it's your own personal song. Yeah. You had, you, you just got to stay true to your first initial thoughts when you made the song yeah. throughout the whole songwriting process. So um, that's why it's going to be a little hard, especially if you're producing it. So if, for example, that's producers and um, musicians go to producers to for them to assist them with the producing aspect of things or sometimes the full control of producing. And um, in this case, um, it's going to be like a new project for the producer. So they, w- they weren't there in the initial stage of it. So they wouldn't be more bummed out about it, about it yeah. when they like, work on it for who knows how long. Yeah, that's the benefits of having a team. It's like yeah. different perspectives, different ideas. And it's like, um, you know, you don't have to carry the burden of doing it all. That's you know, true. like you can divvy up the work and get something done. Uh, but the other, like the downside of having a team is that like there will be conflicts, That's you true. know, and people will add things into your song that you don't like, but they mm-hmm. feel like it's better in the song. That's true. Um, but I mean... It all depends on the person, if you ask me. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. if you find someone you you work with really well and, like, you're on the same wave, wavelength and, like, you produce a song that's incredible. Sure, yeah. That, yeah, I mean, it's rare, but it happens, you know, so. Um, yeah, some people are open for, like, critique. Some people aren't. Some people yeah. have songwriting partners. Some people work better alone. If you ask me, it all depends on the person. And if they if they want help... Or if they don't want help, it's totally on to them. Um, I was going to say, I, I, you said a thing earlier about um, 
the complexity of your songwriting process for the song Home. And uh, that, that came to mind that that's the thing about songwriting process. It could be, go as, as simple as you want or as complex as you want. Yeah. I, I was just going to make a, an example. Um, the song, I, I hate relating this to the Beatles, but yes, again with the Beatles, um, I Want to Hold Your Hand. It's, it's a pretty simple song, pretty simple message. The, they just want to hold your hand. <laughs> All right. And then, well, if you go a couple years later in the Beatles' career, you got this song called uh, A Day in the Life. And I, I don't know if you guys ever heard it. It's the last song in the Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band. And boy, is that confusing. Uh, <laughs> it's, you know, boy, is it confusing. Um, it's so complicated, the lyrics. I mean, no, like the message of it is, so, is complicated, but it's like the words go all over the place. Yeah. Um, orchestra is incredible, but it just, it, it's just, whoa. <laughs> it's, it's like night and day compared to, I, I just want to hold your hand. Yeah, and it, that's the thing about songwriting. It's whatever you're. If what if you want complicated, go for complicated and complex. At the end of the day, if it's still beautiful, if it's still something you're proud of, it's something that should be encouraged. Or if it's something simple and that's something you're proud of, don't get me wrong. Simple songs are underappreciated, and simple songs will still get the job done. And sometimes few words are better than a lot of words. So that's what's so great about being, having a complicated songwriting style or just a simple songwriting style. Yeah, it's so funny you bring that up because me and my dad were just talking about Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Heart Club Band last night. Really? Yeah. Um, and I was just telling him about how A Day in the Life is like one of my favorite Beatles songs. It's an incredible song. Yeah, but it, it's it's weird because... It's songs like that that make sense to me. And it's like, <laughs> it's like, I want to hold your hand. You know, it is what it is, yeah. right? It's like, he wants to hold your hand. It started Beatlemania. Yeah. But my mind automatically is like, is there an underlining message to this? <laughs> <laughs> he wants to go further than holding your hand, you know? But. Yeah. It, but honestly, that's all he wanted to do was hold your hand. Yeah. But it's like when I listen to A Day in the Life, it's like the song's making me think. I, I like thinking, you know, so here read, we are. I read the news today. Oh, boy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. Here we go. It's, it's just a bunch of news articles or him telling stories of things that are going on. But yeah, what in, in this uh, if, if you guys haven't heard of this song before, it is a lot of a essentially a day in a life or something going on in in a normal day-to-day aspect and and you said that this song makes you think more like yeah an underlining meaning Mm -hmm. let's dive into that what do you mean by that so like not only like lyrically like i'll talk about why the lyrics are complex to me but um musically like um jumped out of bed put a comb across my head. It's like, he's getting out of bed. And then like, you know, the, the song changes mood. It's like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And you can just start singing it in your head. You know what? It's a Beatles song. It gets in your head, but like, um, there's more than like (sighs) news articles. Like it, it affects 
your whole day. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, there, there's things going on in the world, like, you know, mm. the coronavirus, the bushfires, you know, it's stuff like that, that, like, I don't know, it stays in my head all day. It's mm. like, how can a country be in so much pain? You know, like, that, and that's the thing about, you know, news and radio. It's, like, so important. But, you know, it, and, like, to capture that in, like, a song, yeah. It's like how many songs do that, you know? It's like he didn't just like dive into one topic. He like did the whole, you know, the whole yeah. umbrella of everything. Or was it two people who it, that wrote it? It was. It's actually a 50-50 split. Um I read the news today. Oh boy part was written by John Lennon by Woke Up Wow, well, I mean, it was fully Paul McCartney. Yeah. And and that's incredible because yeah. I feel like Lennon, he He's really into, like, you know, the heartfelt messages. Definitely. And, like, you listen to... Why am I... You know that song. Everyone knows the Lennon song. Imagine. Imagine, yes. That changed the world. Of course. I would agree. And, like, it's so powerful. And then McCartney, he just, you know, he lets it be. You know, <laughs> he just, oh, yeah. he says what he wants to say, nice you know, um, he's like, if he wants to hold your hand, he'll hold your hand. If he wants to go high, he'll go high. If he wants to go low, he'll go low. You know? Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> that one was a stretch, but, um, I, I'd say, um, those are two different writing styles and when both of them come together, they do create something beautiful. So. Yeah, and like I feel like a day in the life like really captures that. I agree. It's actually if if you I do a lot of research about not just the Beatles but a lot of classic rock bands and artists, mm-hmm. and it's Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band has on the Rolling Stones list of uh hunt of uh, albums. Yeah, it's actually number one out of like three hundred. Wow. So. And there's some weird songs on that album. There are some weird songs. But, um, yeah, have you seen, like, the orchestrated part of, of things? You can really see what, what's so great about this, uh, that the songwriting. I feel like that's a really, if you really want to find inspiration for songwriting techniques, that's a good album to look back into. Yeah, it's very diverse, too. Oh, yeah. I so, agree. there's a song for everyone on that album. Mm-hmm. When I'm 64. Oh, yeah. Like throwing a clarinet in there like it adds this like happy vibe of you know uh, when do, 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 I'm do, yeah but it's not like you know people associate you know trumpet or sax with you know the happiness but clarinet you know when I when I think of clarinet mm. and this is gonna be the millennial in me I guess cool. I'm not really a millennial Gen Z I don't know anyway Squidward yeah um, same but it's just that, like, comic relief. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, you, you think of Squidward playing a th- clarinet, and then it's just like, ha, 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 ha. You know? It's, yeah. That's funny. You know? And then, like, you add that comic relief to a song, and you're like, wow. And, and that's, that's another thing. Like, adding different colors to music is something that's very crucial in the songwriting process. I agree. Um. And, like, being able to add different sounds and stuff. Yep. And um, <clears throat> that's that's what I love about Queen. Like, yeah. Bohemian Rhapsody, oh, boy. <laughs> um, 
there's just there's gongs and wind chimes and like I feel like when they went into the studio to write Bohemian Rhapsody or not write but record, um, I think the <coughs> the movie Bohemian Rhapsody like captured it perfectly. You know that maybe they were like swinging a mic around to pan it on different things or, you know, maybe they were like let's you know let's let's experiment and that's that's incredible. Because not a lot of people want to experiment. Yeah. Not a lot of people are so passionate and creative that they want to take the time to, you know, experiment with things. And that's something that, like, I want to incorporate in my music. It's like, what if I, like, you know, recorded the sound of, you know, something weird and made it into something incredible, you know? You just never know. Experimenting with sounds, right? Yeah. You know? Um, that's actually... Um what um, that's one of the things I like about the Beach Boys, actually, um, yeah. especially during the album Pet Sounds. The guy Brian Wilson, um, he he had the whole Wrecking Crew, um, and they made incredible noises. They they brought farm animals into the studio. They um they played around with with all these different sound effects. They they tried putting like paper clips on piano strings back then and yeah. they they used a lot of different fabrics to put on instruments they changed um they changed the environment where these instruments would be in and just make it and just put a mic there to record it it's i i mean of course it is a bit excess because this is like the beach boys they they're like a household name and they ha- they have the the money to experiment, but that doesn't go to say that not every anyone can experiment if they if they have like a trash bin, if they have a source of water, if they have like some sort of concrete sound that can be uh, manipulated, or some sort of concrete um um solid that can be swung around or. Just experimenting with sounds, and if it sounds good for you and, and it fits your idea, it's just something that could be really implemented well into a, a songwriting um, yeah. aspect. Yeah, like, um, I, and it's like, it's that whole debate on whether or not it's like, do I have enough equipment or, yeah. you know, do I. You know, do I need this? Do I need to buy more sounds to, in order for my song to be good? You know, and it's like, um, just just get creative with what you have. You know, and like I'm very fortunate to where it's like I, you know, I do have a nice mic and I do have nice sounds, but um, I just I remember experimenting like mm. as a you know in middle school like with Garage Band and like. It doesn't take much, you know, and I know I know an artist, Keegan Green, who we actually like just did a whole video of when he does his songs. It's all in GarageBand, mm. which is impressive because, you know, um, GarageBand doesn't have the high, most highest of quality, you know, um, but it is something to work with and it's something to start with. Yeah. You know, it's like your project will eventually get funded if you use what you have in correct ways. So. Mm. And what other, I feel like we're missing an aspect of songwriting that's really crucial. 
Are we? Um, well, we, we talked about, like, getting started. Um, talked about form, style. Uh, we could talk about, like, piecing things together. Yeah. Because. I, I could see that in aspects of things. Um, for what you said earlier. Yeah. Like, um, how you really enjoyed the poetry. Yeah. Um, when you're in, uh. Was it middle school? Yeah. Poet- I mean, I still love poetry. Yeah. And if if you just had some chords to your own poetry, there's a song. Yeah. And people do that all the time. Like, yeah. especially, like, composers that I know that go here. Like, they will take a poem from a... What what do you call it? Poet... Poemist? Oh, I don't know. From an old writer that writes poems. Oh. Uh, a Oh my gosh, I feel like my IQ is equivalent to 10 right now. Um, that's the dumbest thing so I've said. Um, so a poet. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, they will take a poet yes. from like maybe the 1800s, maybe even like further back from that, but. They'll find a poem that really speaks to them, and they'll write the music to it, and um, and I I just think that's incredible, you know. It's like because when I was younger, I also experimented with that. Like, you know, I thought I thought I was gonna be groundbreaking because I love Vivaldi and I love the four se- four seasons of Vivaldi, and I was like, I'm gonna write poems to Vivaldi. Mm. So I was like, so I listened to Vivaldi and I wrote a poem that went over top of Vivaldi's Four Seasons. And like, I thought, I I didn't really share it with anybody. Maybe I should have. I don't know. But I thought that was really cool. So it's like. If it is what you say. <laughs> hey. You know. I I was probably over dramatic too, but oh. I don't know. Still be worth a listen. Waves crashing on the sand. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. What? Hmm. I I thought it was really good at the time. (laughs) Yeah, you never know. You know, you never know, really, honestly. Um, But, yeah, I think there's... uh, Doing your research, too, is also pretty crucial. That's something that, like college has taught me it's like it's okay to be influenced by people Mm. because it's like I feel growing up like there was always this pressure to be original and unique and you have to create your own thing and it's like if you don't you're gonna be stealing from someone blah 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 but it's like it's okay if like your songs sound like someone else but just make sure that you know who that person is 100 percent you know, make sure you know, like, how they got their start and how they're doing things, you know. Um, but, like, put your own twist to it. You know, you don't do not be exactly like them. You know, it's, it's okay to have multiple influences. That's true. So. Um, That's what's great about songwriting, um, your influences. It's just, it can go from a variety of things, from a person to just an event in history, mm-hmm. uh, maybe something that, moves you that's you're going through right now uh sometimes people write songs on events or people um 
there's this song that from Coldplay about that French Revolution. Mm-hmm. Um, I used to rule the world. Oh, Viva la Vida. Yeah, something. Wait. I think so. Yeah. And um, and they just got inspiration from from the French Revolution. While you go to like Don McClellan, the guy who wrote American Pie, the song, which that alone is based on the death of rock and roll, the death of Buddy Holly. Richie Valens and the beat bopper, the big bopper. Those he found inspiration through all these events in history. Um, and a song he he also made that's also in the same album that I think it's really underappreciated is a song called Vincent. I don't know. If, yeah. Have you heard mm-hmm. this one? It's a song about the life of Vincent Van Gogh. Oh wow! It's pretty good. Yeah. Um, if you if you ever had a chance, to listen to it. You can really see the see the inspiration of his of his whole life and how he just made a beautiful song. I, honestly, in my opinion, it it could really stand up next to American Pie. Really? Yeah. Yeah. And it, that's the thing about this example of 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 influences going into your songwriting style. If you find if you have a good influence that can move you or that's something you're really passionate about, write about it. Yeah. What what's stopping you? The only thing stopping you should only be yourself. And at the yeah. end of the day, if if you're in this whole, if you're in the songwriting process for the long for the long haul, there's oh, like someone once said, I don't know who it was. Actually, I think it was JFK. There's always room for another good one. There's always room for another another good one in this world. So um, if you have a passion and if you, Go for it. The only thing yeah. stopping yourself is you. Yeah, definitely. Y- you have any other points you want to make? Uh, I think that was like a good like wrap up. It's like if you're going through something, write about it. You know. That's true. Like if you know if you're dealing with mental health issues, if you're dealing with family issues, just you know write about it. It helps to be vulnerable. But it's like not all not all the music you write has to be released too. Yeah, that's, that's true. another thing. Like don't don't write it to uh be famous or to get a Grammy. Write it because you want it to be unique and um you want it to um capture your thought at that time. Or get something off your chest. Yeah. You know? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. There's so many reasons to write nowadays. Yeah. But if anything, if you can put some chords in there, you that'll make for a beautiful song yep definitely now i think that's a good way to wrap it up right yeah, there definitely all right ladies and gentlemen um would you like to do your ending remarks uh well thank you for listening um check us out check mcswain music out on um we got instagram facebook we got a website mcswainmusic.com check us out on all those platforms um we love you guys um we hope you have a great day um and There will be more to come. All right, guys. Bye.